Hello, my friends. Welcome to week 10 of season five of Be Formed. We only have four more weeks, two more sacraments to cover uh, before December 8th, which is day 90 of Be Formed. So just want to encourage you as we, uh, we march along in season five here. So let's begin in prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We thank you for the gift of the sacraments, the many ways that you, that you touch us uh, through these tangible signs, these visible signs that give grace instituted by Christ. We thank you for loving us, touching us, healing us, being a good, good Father. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So last week, Father James uh, Garaccio looked at the Catechism of the Catholic Church and the Sacrament of the Anointing of the Sick. Uh, we looked at some scriptural references, and he shared some personal stories as well, which I love. Today we're going to look at the Church Fathers and the Anointing of the Sick. I'm also going to share some personal stories and maybe answer some questions that uh, people have asked about the sacrament. I want to start with a personal story uh, that illustrates my love of this sacrament. So, it was my first year of priesthood. Uh, in the seminary, they cautioned us not to have the Messiah complex, you know, to think you're going to save the world. But, of course, I thought I could. And I remember thinking, every Mass, every sacrament, I'm going to have this powerful experience of God and think, you know, I'm going to save the world. Well, weeks, months into my priesthood, you know, I didn't see any miracles. And I started to actually doubt Okay, God, are you active in these sacraments? Can I trust you? And so, and I was learning to be a priest in two languages, uh, Spanish being the other language. And so I remember getting a call one day to go to the hospital about a year into priesthood. He said, Father, we have a, a young girl, 12 years old, named Iracema Leon. Uh, her family's just been giving her diagnosis that it's uh, a very rare disease, that she's not going to make it, and uh, can you come anoint her? And they only speak Spanish. And so I was I really struggling with the language. So I called my buddy Jesus. I said, can you go with me to the hospital for this anointing? He was my Spanish teacher and, and friend. And so we went, and I remember when we arrived at the hospital room, Irasema had tubes everywhere. She was in a, a drug-induced coma. Her mother was holding her hand and just weeping. And dad was sitting off in the corner, you know, with his head in his hands, just trying to assimilate the news they had just received. And I remember the faith of Irasema's mother. Jesus helped me make a little small talk because I wasn't able to communicate very well. And, and then I went through the rite of anointing of the sick. And I remember anointing Irasema. And uh, we exchanged phone numbers and we left. And I thought, what a horrible situation. So about a week afterward, I hadn't heard anything from uh, Irasema's mother, so I called her and I said, uh, how is Irasema doing? Fully expecting her to say, she's near death, you know, we might have to start planning her funeral. But it was the opposite. She said, Father Burke, Irasema's getting better and the doctors can't explain it. Three years later, we celebrated her quinceanera, her 15th birthday, and today some 16... No, 19 years later, you know, she's a, a young woman, not without some health issues, 
Um, but when I go back to West Chicago and I see her parents, they want to canonize me. And I say, it wasn't me, it was your faith that saved her. I say to her mother, I was actually doubting the efficacy of the sacraments, but her mother had such faith. And I said, it was your faith that saved your daughter, I believe. And so I've never, even though I don't see those kind of miracles all the time, and Father James said, you know, sometimes God wills that people are healed physically in the sacrament, but always God wants to heal spiritually and prepare people for death if that's his will at that time. And so I've never celebrated a sacrament since then doubting whether Jesus is active. I don't always see the miracles, but I know that God is at work. So with that story in mind, let us look at the, some of the church fathers here in light of the sacrament. Origen, we've talked about him before. 250 AD, he said this, The penitent Christian does not shrink from declaring his sin to a priest of the Lord and from seeking medicine. So this is speaking about the the sacrament of penance, you know, and and, uh, sacrament of penance, forgiveness of sins is a part of the anointing of the sick. That's why it's kept just to a priest or bishop. That's why deacons cannot do anointing of the sick. And then he he quotes St. James. If there is anyone sick, let him call on the presbyters or priests of the church uh, and let them impose hands on him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith will save the sick man. And if he be in sins, they shall be forgiven him. That forgiveness of sins, uh, asking for healing physically, but always asking for healing spiritually, possibly preparing people for death. So, This is from James chapter 5, verses 13 to 15. It's the Lectio Divina again for this week. Again, I encourage you to pray with this. If there's a a scripture that points to this sacrament explicitly, it's James 5, 13 to 15. Let's go on to the Council of Nicaea. So throughout the last 2,000 years, the church has had um, different ecumenical councils. It's, It's the calling of the bishops of the church together to talk about certain topics. And in 325 AD at the Council of Nicaea, uh, they said this, Concerning the departing, the dying, the ancient canonical law, so this is in 325 AD, they're talking about ancient history going back to Christ, is still to be, be maintained, to wit that if any man be at the point of death, he must not be deprived of the last and most indispensable viaticum. Viaticum literally means food for the journey. And so, it's the, the last communion. Now, we talk about First Communion. We've talked about the Eucharist. But, and, and what are the sacraments of initiation? Baptism, Confirmation, and Eucharist. We're going to be talking about the, the last sacraments are uh, the Sacrament of Penance, or Reconciliation, Anointing of the Sick, and Eucharist again. So the Viaticum is this last communion, if you will. It's food for the journey, preparing them for, uh, to meet the Lord. One of the questions I've received is, what's the difference between the anointing of the sick and last rites, or is there a difference? And and there is. So, Father James talked about someone can receive the anointing of the sick different times during their lives. Um, So, these are kind of the people who are normally get anointed, a sick person before surgery. And I would encourage you, don't wait. You know, if you know you're going to have surgery, don't wait until you get to the hospital. Um, you can actually contact your priest, you know, when you're still at home or able to go to church uh, to receive this sacrament before you go to the hospital. 
or elderly people may be anointed if they've become notably weakened, even though no serious illness is present. And sick children may be anointed if they have sufficient use of reason to be strengthened by the sacrament. So uh, Father James also talked about uh, children under the age of reason, through their baptism, they've received that, uh, uh, the saving grace of God in baptism. And so they haven't committed any, any mortal sins, and so they don't have the need for reconciliation yet. It's once they uh, reach the, the point of reason where they're going to need the uh, sacrament of reconciliation, and that's when they can be anointed. So that's for the anointing of the sick. So what is the last rites? Well, what it, it includes this viaticum. It's the, you know, the last Holy Communion. It says, last rites often, often happens in conjunction with, with or following after the administration of the anointing of the sick. So last rites centers on the reception of viaticum, communion given uh, when death is near. So in addition to the anointing of the sick, which includes the uh, reconciliation, if the person is alert and, and able to confess their sins, and the laying on of hands and the anointing with the oil, the church affer- offers those about to leave this life uh, the Eucharist as viaticum. And we know that in John 6, Jesus says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. So this is this preparing for eternal life uh, with, with Holy Communion called viaticum. And again, those last sacraments of, of penance, anointing of the sick and Eucharist, kind of mirror the sacraments of initiation, baptism, uh, confirmation, and Eucharist. Let's look at Bishop Serapion, 350 A.D. So you can imagine, uh, we talked about at the Chrism Mass when the bishop of a diocese blesses these oils. So the oil of the catechumen for those about to be baptized, the oil of the sick for the anointing of the sick, and then the chrism oil that is used in which three sacraments? Baptism, holy orders, and confirmation. This is the prayer he, he cites. We beseech you, Savior of all men, you that have all virtue and power, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we pray that you send down from heaven the healing power of the only begotten Son upon this oil, so that for those who are anointed it may be affected for the casting out of every disease and every bodily infirmity, for good grace and remission of sins. So again, 350 AD, we're already having bishops consecrate oil. It's for the remission of sins. It's for the anointing of the sick. And so this should give us confidence that this sacrament has been with us from the time of Christ moving forward. I received the question, well, how much oil does the bishop consecrate if it's done once a year for the whole diocese? You know, we have 120 parishes, and we receive a bottle, three bottles of each of those three oil, one bottle for each oil. It's about so high, um, and oil goes farther than you think it does. So he's not uh, consecrating this vats of oil, but bottles of oil for each of the parishes. We move on to St. John Chrysostom in 387 AD. He says, uh, The priests of Judaism had power to cleanse the body from leprosy, or rather, not to cleanse it at all, but to clear a person having been cleansed. Remember, when the the lepers were cleansed, Jesus says, Go show yourself to the priests to to complete, uh, so they can declare you clean. But the priests of Jesus Christ uh, have received the power not of treating with the leprosy of the body, with, but with spiritual uncleanness. Not of declaring cleanse, but of actually cleansing. So like in the story of Irasema, uh, 
you know, it's Jesus who anoints. It's Jesus who heals. And again, some he wills to heal physically. All he wills to heal spiritually. So, again, pray with James five thirteen to 15. We talked about who's to be anointed. Um, you know, again, the elderly, those going for surgery, children, if they have use of reason, usually over the age of seven. Um, and if somebody has lost their faculties, like uh, through unconsciousness or me- mental illness or memory loss, they may be anointed if the person would have asked for it when they were in control of their faculties, is what the church says as well. And then the last uh, church father we're going to talk about today is Caesar of Arles in 542 AD. He says, let, let him humbly and in faith ask the presbyters for blessed oil to anoint his body so that what was written may be fulfilled in him. And then he quotes James 5, 13 to 15, both that he may receive health of body and will merit to obtain the forgiveness of sins. So, another question we received is, why can't children be anointed? Again, it's this, this part of the anointing of the sick includes the forgiveness of sins. And children who haven't been able to sin because they haven't reached the age of reason don't need uh, this sacrament. Baptism is sufficient. In fact, um, we recently had someone in our group who, um, unfortunately, a, a baby uh, recently passed away. God rest his soul. And um, the question was, should he be an, receive the anointing of the sick and or baptism? And I said, baptism is that, that, um, that sacrament of initiation and uh, where that child becomes a, a child of God and then there's no need for the anointing of the sick. So, uh, one last personal story. Um, uh, this happened with my father. My my dad became Catholic at the age of 72. Um, he passed away at the age of 79. And so uh, my dad, I remember my dad saying, uh, I love you, son, but I don't think I can go to confession to you. <laughs> and I said, Dad, that's okay. I totally understand. Uh, and it's so good having many friends who are priests. And I have to give a shout out to Father Brad, one of my good friends who was my dad's pastor, and uh, he came over to, I'm assuming, to hear my dad's confession and to anoint him. And my dad was such at peace after that sacrament. Uh, And he told us, don't worry about me, I'm ready to go. My stepmom, Jan, in a similar way, uh, uh, received the sacrament of uh, anointing before she had brain surgery. She had a tumor. And she said, boy, receiving that sacrament was so... It gave me such peace that whatever happened, I was ready. And my experience of this sacrament is that um, it's not just for the person who's receiving the sacrament, but when the whole family is around, you know, after confession, I bring them around for the laying out of hands and of anointing and viaticum if, if we're doing last rites. And there's just a peace that comes over the whole family, uh, just so powerful. So please, uh, you know, if you have sick people in your family, those going for surgery, those who are elderly, those who are dying, please call for the priests of the church as it says in the letter of St. James chapter 5. And so, and, and please pray with that uh, Lectio Divina again this week. So let us pray. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for loving us so much. We thank you for your son Jesus and for him instituting these seven sacraments. We thank you for the sacrament of the anointing of the sick, for the physical healings, but more importantly, the, the spiritual healings that uh, you confer on all your beloved children. We desire to live with you forever. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Just a few announcements uh, for this week. Again, it, we're more than two-thirds of the way in now. I uh, encourage you to stay strong toward the end. Please, you know, check your commitment cards. Uh, this is a time when you can just say, well, I've, I've already failed. Uh, I'm, I'm done with the commitment card. But to recommit yourself and check in with your prayer partner, encourage one another. December 8th, we can do this just about four more weeks. Um, so finish strong. Again, I want to encourage you to bring your workbooks to Mass. Take notes. The reason why, you know, Matthew Kelly has his Mass uh, journal. The reason why you don't have, it's not about content, but it's about what strikes your heart. The more we're aware of our internal life, the more we're aware of, wow, those words of Father really touched my heart, the words of Scripture, the prayers, something that was said struck my heart, write that down, and then go back and reflect on it in prayer, because God's trying to say something to you there. Uh, next week, we're going to move toward the Sacrament of Holy Matrimony of Marriage, uh, which should be exciting. We're going to look at the Catechism of the Catholic Church. This is uh, a sacrament that, you know, 90-some percent of uh, people receive in the church. So, well, I should say they 90-some percent of the people have the vocation to marriage. Unfortunately, not everybody's getting married in the church, and they're missing out on this beautiful sacrament. We'll talk about the graces of that sacrament. And again, mark your calendar for our last uh Large group session for this season is December 5th at 6.30 here at St. Isaac's. God bless you and God bless all of your families. Buen Camino.